0: This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. Click subscribe and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iwork4him.com. This is producer Michael Marigal. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program
1: broadcasting live from our Tampa Bay studios in Faith Talk AM 570 and 910 WTBN. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning into to iWork for him today. As you listen to us on podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, maybe you're listening online at LetstalkFaith.com. Maybe you're listening on Red Nation Rising. Maybe you're listening on I Radio or perhaps right here on the radio, however you're hearing our show today. Just know that we prayed for you ahead of time. We really want our shows to be impactful. So we always pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit to guide our words as we dig deep and to connect in what we heard on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. You know, people all over the world, they're thirsty. But they're thirsty in a different way than you might think. They might be double thirsty. Just as Jesus had a conversation with the woman at the well about being thirsty The people that we work alongside, the people that we live alongside, the people that we go to church with, the people that we drive alongside in these crazy roads in this incredible country, they're thirsty. They're thirsty people, not just for water, but for real satisfying spiritual water, for the kind of living water that Jesus offered that woman at the well. Today, we've got kind of a double whammy. We're going to be highlighting the ministries today of the National Christian Foundation, which is an incredible supporter, friend of I Work For Him, and absolutely I work for him endorsed. One of the greatest ways for you to multiply your giving is to participate in what the National Christian Foundation is doing. And if you want to find out more, find them online at ncfgiving.com forward slash Tampa Bay. But also one of somebody that's using National Christian Christian Foundation, but also somebody that is passionate about growing the kingdom. Somebody, a ministry that we've highlighted a couple, two, three times on I Work For Him, a ministry that I am passionate about and support myself is Love Serves International. Love Serves International can be found online at loveserves.org, loveserves.org. We've got Martin Newby from Love Serves International and David Parsley from National Christian Foundation. Gentlemen, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Good to be here.
0: Hey, Jim. Thanks for having us.
1: David, I would love for you to just lay up the table just a little bit. As, as you look at, you know, these shows, we're, we're meant to just highlight, you know, on iWork work, we're always highlighting ministries that are making a kingdom impact, that are equipping Christ followers in their workplace to be more impactful on the kingdom. How does the National Christian Foundation come alongside People in their workplace, business people, people that don't aren't necessarily business owners, but people that 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 want to be intentional givers. How does National Christian Foundation help make that easier?
0: Well, the uh, the, the simple way of considering NCF is uh, three three S's. We serve. We serve individuals and families and business owners. We help them through uh, enabling them to give more, most tax efficiently into a giving fund within our foundation that they distribute out to charities and ministries that they're passionate about. So uh, whether you own a a business or you just work for a business, you still have the opportunity to give uh, tax efficiently and enjoy that and really simplify that. That's the other S, to simplify the way you give. Right now with uh, April coming up, uh, when you Fill out your taxes. You look for one piece of paper from your NCF fund. That's all you have to present to your CPA or if you do your own taxes as to what did I give charitably. You don't have to chase all those bits and papers and receipts around. It's just a very simple way to give. And then there's more... Exciting ways to give that we'll touch on later as well.
1: Well and I wanna talk those exciting ways when last month when we had your, your the brand new leader of the organization, National Christian Foundation, on the air, he talked about a story. He and Bob Collins talked about a story of of some incredible things that were donated that you guys were able to liquidate and help a ministry. And so that story's already been shared. So that was the nine train. Yes. Uh, That was an incredible story. We could share that again. (laughs) But be thinking about something else unusual that you've helped somebody liquidate. Martin Newby, the Ministry of Love Serves International is 30, was it 35 years old, 34 years old? 34. 34 years old. You know, you were a young man when this started. This has been, this ministry has impacted the half island nation of the Dominican Republic. I mean, you guys are making a huge impact down there. I, I I can't wait for people to hear more about Love Serves International because it is a, a ministry I'm totally passionate about. But Martin, you're, you, you've you you been a Christ follower for how many years? Mm,
2: about 45 years.
1: All right, so 45 years under your belt. I'm sure the Lord's pretty much got you fixed up and you're perfect by now. But what when you started this year, that was sarcasm, by the way. When you started this year, what was your prayer about how you'd love to see the Lord work in your life this year to take you even closer to being more like Jesus?
2: What I'm learning late in life is that uh, his revelation of spiritual knowledge is progressive. And then I think, well, how simple. I went to kindergarten, and then I progressed to first grade, and then they let me progress to second grade, uh, and so forth. Uh, It seems like there was a lot of years that I coasted, and I didn't progress. Uh, The last several years, I've been focused on pursuit of growing in Christ. And he has me on an accelerated pace.
1: <laughs> I like that. And you know, it's Something. That, and only in the last five, six, seven, eight years, did somebody make this clear for me that, you know, people always said, well, when you die, you don't get to take anything with you, but they were, they had it all wrong because we do get to take our existing relationship with our heavenly father with us. And so all of that investment in time with our heavenly father here, we take that with us. Our soul goes on and that's the relationship. And, and so, All of that investment is not only beneficial for here, your time here on earth, but for your future time in heaven. Would you ever think about it like that? My
2: dear friend yesterday said something to me I've never heard before. I was talking to him about the same thing, about progressive uh, knowledge, progressive growth in Christ. And uh, I said, I think uh, Ephesians uh, 4.13 ends uh, until the fullness of Christ. And so I thought, when do I reach the fullness of Christ? And his answer was, perhaps we never do. Maybe we're constant. Even when we're in heaven, we're constantly growing, uh, pursue, uh, multiplying our understanding uh, for, for eternity, uh, getting to know more about Christ, getting to uh, just keep be compounding like he's been doing in our lives up to this point.
1: Yeah, a lot of people think that when they die, we're going to be smart, just like God will know everything. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's not anywhere in the scriptures. I don't think that's going, but it, you know, when I, we were doing a show a couple days ago, I was thinking, you know what? Because God created work long before he created, uh, or long before sin that I really believe in heaven will be working. It's I mean, fine. I, I, there'll be work to be done. Yes. And, and I think that will be taking us further down the line to becoming more like Christ Amen. because he was always working. But a lot of people don't think about that. Of course, we don't know a lot of firsthand, you know, stuff about heaven. And that's good because i don't really want to die to find out because then most people don't get to come back and tell anything so martin how did you get the ministry of love serves international started
2: uh my dear friend brent whitehead who i believe has been on this program before he and i went to the dominican republic uh, with youth for christ 34 years ago and while we were there we were there to build churches cement block churches brent's a building contractor so he was there to make sure the rebar got in the right places i was there to chaperone my 15 year old daughter and, um, and
1: so there, oh, oh yeah, that was a sideways comment. I didn't really go cause I wanted to go. I went because my daughter said she wanted to go. And so I tagged along to protect her. That's what you just said. That's right. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure everybody else caught that.
2: Okay. Uh, God uses all sorts of ways to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. <laughs> yes, While he does. we were there, a Dominican Christian doctor, after a lengthy conversation, explained to us that Brent and I could do more for the goodness of the people in the Dominican Republic than he could, even with free meds. And we'd list, ask him, what on earth are you talking about? Long story short, he said, if you give them pure water, you'll preclude much of what I treat them for. And we ended up by saying, are you talking about a hand pump on a well? And he said, yes. Well, I've seen hand pumps on wells before. It doesn't look like rocket science. So I remember saying, I think we can do that. And so that's how God birthed the ministry. And it's been going on for the next uh, next 24 years. We continued to drill water wells and then that migrated into the need for latrines we found that 90 percent of the people do not have any type of latrine uh, outhouse if you will and so that was necessary to um, develop good health habits uh, it took latrines
1: also sure so you started with water but what i love is that as you started with bringing people fresh water you eventually realize the deep need to bring living water to these people and to to train and disciple pastors who are discipling others who those disciple. This show today is all about the National Christian Foundation and all about Love Serves International. Now, there's two ministry organizations that I'm passionate about, and I know I'm passionate about a lot of them, but there's two that I Personally, Martha and I are personally involved with both of these organizations. I was exposed to Love Serves International back in late 2010, early 2011, through a friend of mine in Minneapolis, through a friend of mine in Lakewood Ranch, through a friend of mine who lives in Sarasota. And I heard about this ministry of, of, of how they're intentionally discipling pastors in the Dominican to disciple others, to disciple others, and the huge impact. You'll hear from Martin Newby in just a minute. And then I also learned about I learned about the Natural Christian Foundation back in 2008, and how they come alongside Christ followers like you and I to help us be really strategic with our giving. Whether you're a business owner or whether you're a business worker, however, whoever you are, they help you be intentional with your giving and make it super easy. And it, it, you just you need to check them out online. Martha and I work with the Natural Christian Foundation. We have our own giving fund. And we also are supporters of Love Serves International. So these are ministries that I am passionate enough to put my money behind. And it's exciting because I love what these guys do because they're impacting the kingdom each and every day. We got David Parsley from the National Christian Foundation. David, how do people get involved with National Christian Foundation nationwide and then right here in Tampa Bay?
0: Well, the it's a very simple uh, way to uh, go to our website, ncfgiving.com forward slash Tampa Bay, and you'll find uh, uh, the many ways that we're impacting, uh, that our givers through NCF are impacting the world uh, for whatever causes they're passionate about. If Love Serves International, or f- f- feeding the hungry and the poor, or rec- proclaiming the gospel, or in- engagement with the arts, whatever their passion passions are, they can fund it through their giving fund in a more tax-advantageous way. So that's... Really what we get up every day to do is to serve individuals and families. So they can just go to the website, open up a, a giving fund. It takes about five minutes to open. And then moving forward, you can use that fund um, to give into that fund, uh, appreciated stocks, uh, cash, uh, other assets such as real estate or any business interests. Any Really. Any kind any of legal asset. legal so, kind of asset. Yes. We had that clarification. Good clarification.
1: Last month, we had to do that clarification. Yes, they will not liquidate 100,000 pounds of heroin or cocaine. No, they will not do.
0: That's the other channel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. That one caught my breath. Okay, all right. But that's the cool part, is that it's not – this is not just a a giving in a box. You guys will help people give creatively.
0: Yeah, we have experts on our team that uh, whatever assets anyone happens to have they've been blessed with, they can – Discuss with us and there's wonderful ways of really liquidating those assets or even if you have an income-producing asset like an apartment complex a building that you may own, you can actually give a portion of that to your NCF giving fund and all the rents that come in for that portion that you gave to your NCF account is income tax-free or if not significantly income tax-reduced. So that's just more money to give out get to the away. charities that right. you, you care about. And one of those places we give is Love Serves International. We got Martin Newby. He's one of the
1: founders. He, along with Brent, Brent Whitehead, 34 years ago on that fateful trip as he's a... I love the fact that you were chaperoning your daughter, Martin. I think that's fantastic. Your daughter, who's now you know, a lot older than, I mean, d- does she love that story too? Hey dad, uh, by the way, I'm backdooring you. The Lord told me to drag you along because he's got a backdoor ministry for you to start. Did, did, did she know that she, that the Lord was going to backdoor you when you're on the Dominican? Absolutely.
2: And uh, her family, she turned 48 the other day, uh, a week ago. Um, and her family are is, uh, large supporters of Love Serves. I and, bet she did. And <laughs> it
1: really began because of her background so what i love about the fact is when you were in the dominican you had a pastor say boy you guys could help us with a lot you know we just need fresh water i mean and some all of us in the united states we take for granted fresh water toilets we just do we take for granted all you got to do is spend a week anywhere but here and you would recognize that we take advantage we don't we don't appreciate it so you 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 put wells in and i know i know some of the story i don't want to but you started putting wells in for a number of years you put wells in and you put them in 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 what proximity? Where'd you put them?
2: Well, my simple mind said, well, if we put them on the front of church property, the pastor will, uh, will mingle around and people will come to get water and he'll have opportunity to share living water with them. Well, our disappointment was that it didn't work that way. And over time, we kept being disappointed that there wasn't spiritual fruit. There was. Uh, the water worked fine. Uh, babies uh, lived longer. And, uh, you know, uh, there was 50% of babies under five died uh, from parasites. And uh, Really? Yes. And so we saw those numbers uh, uh, really improve. So good things were happening, but we didn't see spiritual fruit. So it was was 11 years ago that God rebirthed uh, and reinvented the ministry totally.
1: Well, and and I love that because you heard the voice of the Lord and you said, "Eh, it's not working. It's not working the way you thought it was going to work. But yet the the fresh water is still delivering today, still delivering fresh water. I mean, people need fresh water every day. What I love about the fact is when the Lord said, Martin, Brent, I want you guys to rethink this. What did you do?
2: Well, actually, we don't get any credit for that. Uh, Our executive director, Abel Ramirez, who was our executive director for 27 years in the Dominican Republic, god spoke to him okay and he re he uh, he and god his time with god reinvented the ministry and he came to brenda and i and say and said i think we we need to uh follow a different path a different methodology and we listened to him we said that just makes all the sense the world we agreed he heard from god and that different direction was what It was basically, going back to the scripture, that Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. So we said, well, it must be that he thinks the pastor leader of the local church is really an important person in the advancement of his kingdom. So we chose to just work with the pastor and one or two of his leaders, which is often his wife, (laughs) in a small church, in in a small community. So that's where we zero. 98% 98 percent of our energy is to the pastor and his wife, their marriage uh, and then uh, and then we come alongside them. we have eight coaches and each coach has a number of pastors. We come alongside, walk uh, side by side with that pastor to uh, give him tools, uh, peer-to-peer relationship between the coach and the pastor and give him encouragement, best practices, and coach him through about a 24-30 month process. Uh, of a paradigm shift from uh, what we found, and we kind of skipped over that, I I missed that. We found those churches were not affected because they were steeped in legalism. Mm. The pastor wasn't really concerned about the lost people in his community and when we are drilling water wells, he was concerned about the people in his church. And that was seen, uh, he used all sorts of rules, but the community did not have a relationship and did not see relevance of the local church. And so there was not a relationship building uh, process going on there.
1: Well, and that's re- religion worldwide has that same effect. When you focus on, uh, again, the church in America, we lost the culture battle because we struggled with that exact same thing. We kept we kept judging people in and out of the church instead of just showing them the genuine love of Christ who, who loved them right where they were at. He loved every one of us right where we were at. Didn't say, hey, come out of your sin before I love you. He said, I'm going to love you right where you're at and I'm going to pull you out of your sin. And, and and but when you started training pastors, when you started t- discipling them and teaching them how to disciple others, the paradigm shift created an earthquake, yes. which created a tsunami of people coming to Christ.
2: Yes. Yes. It, it, and, you know, it's just the simple scripture. Uh, and Jesus said in Matthew 25, 35 through 40, in essence, when you, uh, what you've done unto the least of these hurting people, uh, you've done unto me. And, and when, of course, the uh, most important commandments is to love God and to love your neighbor. When I read that, I thought the neighbor has to be uh, the hurting people, the least of these right. in the
1: community, because Jesus said, you've done it unto me. When we come back from our break after the bottom of the half hour, I want to talk about the numbers. It, not that we're, raised, you know, yeah, the numbers are just staggering. It's just so cool to see how a ministry that was struggling but was providing fresh water all of a sudden is impacting an island. And, and I want to, I want to hold that number. So you gotta, you gotta hang on because when you hear. How efficient this ministry operates, how effective this ministry operates, and how we as Christ followers in the United States of America need to start reproducing the exact same thing that's going on in the Dominican Republic. But back to the National Christian Foundation, and Martin hasn't done that connection for us yet either, but he will after the bottom of the half hour. Why these two are sharing microphones today. But David, let's just talk about the National Christian Foundation here in Tampa Bay, because I have had Bob Collins, your your local president, on the air with me many, many times. You've been on with me multiple times. This, what you guys do is incredible. But one of the things that I love is, yes, you help people facilitate um, cash donations to ministries all over the world. But a lot of times you get People get non-cash gifts, and they don't know what to do with them. And a lot of times, if they liquidate the gift, it creates a huge taxable event for them. And they're like, but I don't have money to pay the taxes on that. You guys help people with non-cash gifts all the time, don't you?
0: Actually, we do. And that's where uh, the complexity is that most people aren't uh, knowledgeable about. And we bring that expertise. So if you, for instance, if you owned an apartment complex uh, that's earning rent or something, and you want to give out of that you don't have to sell it you can give a portion of that apartment complex through ways we structure it and so it enables you let's say it's a million dollar structure and you give a half of it to your ncf fund so you get a five hundred thousand dollar tax deduction this year against your income taxes and then the money that flows half of the rents that are going to come in year after year after year if you don't sell that apartment complex goes into your giving fund Either tax free or tax reduced and it just allows you to give much more to charities and ministries you're really passionate about.
1: Well, and most people listen to the show don't have apartment complexes to donate, but sometimes their parents will die and they'll get a house. Or the parents will die and they'll get a car. Or they may get some jewelry that's valuable, or or they'll get some stocks and bonds. They'll they'll get you know, what you know, some sort of an instrument that's not cash. Because right. when people get cash, all of a sudden they freak out and they spend cash. But when they get this other stuff, you guys can help liquidate any of those things, can't you?
0: Yes, yes. So we can, whether it's appreciated stocks or a, a variety of assets. And we'll we'll be happy to talk to anyone about what they have. Uh, we're suited to handle uh, a, a lion's share of what you just said. If there are those assets that aren't... A, Particularly fit for NCF. We have other uh, organizations that we direct you to to handle those assets.
1: All right, we're in studio today with Martin Newby from Love Serves International and David Parsley from the National Christian Foundation. Two incredible ministries that I am super fantastically, emphatically supporting. These are I work for him endorsed ministries. These are ministries that. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into on a monthly basis. I I totally believe in what these guys are doing, and I want you to get involved as well. And and when we look, David, at what is going on with the National Christian Foundation, you look at how many ministries do you guys impact by money going into people's giving funds that then gets to be gifted on to other ministry organizations?
0: Well, nationally, uh, in 2016, and and this is just a statement of God's abundance last year, is uh, givers through NCF, their accounts at NCF gave out uh, grants of over one billion dollars last year to support over twenty-five thousand charities. Um, most of which are Christian ministries, churches, uh, some secular charities. You can you can give as well to your alma mater or to your museums or similar civic organizations. But it's uh, predominantly it's to Christian ministries and that type of. Uh, funding of of people that are committed to working, serving, touching lives, and witnessing their faith for Christ out out in the world is very thrilling, and it's something that um, gives us great joy. It does give great joy. And Martin, there's a connection here between Love Serves
1: International, Martin Newby, and the National Christian Foundation. But before we get to that, I want to make sure people know, during the last segment of the show, Martin is going to share a story out of the Dominican, on how to double a poor man's income every week. How to double a poor man's income every week. Martin's going to share a story that is incredible. Martin, I want you to share, You when when, new, when uh, uh, Love Serves International started uh, digging wells, you didn't see the evangelistic impact on the Dominican Republic that you thought. And so you threw a bell, who is your... The, your main guy there on the island of the Dominican Republic, which shares a border with Haiti, they're all on the same island. When when you guys then started discipling pastors on how to be pastors and discipling them on how to disciple others to start to multiply, the impact, and this is only 11 years ago, the impact has been staggering, hasn't it?
2: Yes, it has.
1: Talk to me, talk to me about the staggering impact.
2: Well, it begins with the main... Uh, uh, paradigm shift for that pastor when he turns from looking inside his four walls at his 20 adults as a typical small church in a small village, when he can do a paradigm shift and say, I am supposed to impact my community, not just my 20 adults. So he, he literally turns 180 degrees and sees the needs in his village, in his community. And then Ephesians 4.12 said in 4.11 said the gifts were given to the church for the purpose of equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. Right. So we go from a pastor and his wife and maybe an elder, three people that were doing the ministry inside the church, to now equipping those other 17 people to love the least of these in their village. And so our coach comes alongside them then and and helps them identify the gifts and abilities of those in the church. And then another tool that helps them identify now that we know who you are inside the church, what is the greatest need in your village? We never tell them. They have to determine that through prayer. Sure. And then they, God never makes mistakes. He matches up the gifts and talents in that village with the greatest needs in that village. And so then we have multiplication. Jesus designed everything to multiply, and that's how the impact comes about. When the church members go to the least of these with agape love, the same love that Jesus died on the cross for us, when they go to unloved people with agape love, it is understood because they've never been loved before. But when they feel the love of Christ and the consistency of the Christian from the church coming to love them and to help them, at some point they are open to listening to uh, what makes that Christian different than them. And the Christian, uh, the church member, is equipped to share uh, their faith, their testimony with uh, this hurting person.
1: Talk to me about the impact. I mean, you guys now have an impact on how many churches, I mean, you, you've been, you've discipled now pastors from how many churches in the Dominican?
2: Uh, about 2,200 out of the, what we think, we think there's 6,000 evangelical churches in the DR.
1: So about a third of the pastors have been discipled. Yes. And that has now led to how many people making here's how here's how love serves considers somebody that has truly become a christ follower they got to be 18 years or of age or older they have to once they've made a professional faith they got to be involved in a church body for three months before they even count them that they're actually have really given their lives to christ because they're, they're really particular because they don't want to make this is not about numbers they're not they're not bragging here they're, but i want to hear the impact because this is so encouraging because this is a ministry that really it's an example the example that they're doing in the dominican by discipling pastors to put a, a focus on their community instead of the the people in their church it's impacted how many thousands of people in the last 11 years
2: the adults that have been reported, and that's only a fraction of the total because we don't have an ongoing monthly reporting mechanism with uh, 2,200 pastors. So typically we get reports back from about 500 to 600 pastors. Those numbers have added up to, over the last 10 years, 81,144 adults in 10 years.
1: And, and it's really, it continues to grow. Again, those are what's reported it continues to grow somewhere between 750 and a thousand adults a month yes it's it's it's, it's huge yes and and when i loved it ladies and gentlemen martin would never say this on the air but i will i have i i I study ministries all the time and ministries are sometimes ministries are super efficient and effective so sometimes they're not as efficient and effective as they can be and sometimes they're they're in a place in the world where efficiency and effectiveness it, it just you know if you're if you're counting how many people you lead to christ You know, per dollar in the Middle East, it's a lot bigger battlefield there than in the Dominican, where they already know the name of Jesus. They just don't know about who Jesus really is. But we're talking an organization that helps reach people for Christ very efficiently. That's what I love about Love Serves International. Martin, when you talk about the impact this has made on your business, you're a business owner. You've been a business owner, well, how many years have you been a business owner? Forty. Forty-plus years. And, and you run, uh, uh, do you want to talk about the name of your business? Are you okay with that? Mm, yes. Okay, go ahead. What's the name of your business? Newbie Management. Okay, Newbie Management. And what does Newbie Management
2: do? We manage mobile home and RV communities in the state of Florida.
1: Okay, and they're all over the state of Florida? Yes. All right, so you, that was that a family business that you went into, or is that one you started when you were got out of college? Uh, it's when we started forty seven years ago. Okay, all right. This is a ministry. Your business became a ministry. How did National Christian Foundation help you? Well, what's the connection between National Christian Foundation and Love Search? Because I know that newbie management fits in there as well.
2: Well, uh, as just as an individual with newbie management, we accumulated property over the years, uh, income-producing property, and uh, and our method is to buy and hold. So we've had property there's 30, 35, 40 years. And you have a very low basis then in that property. Sure. So when it comes time to uh, sell it, uh, then you have a lot of tax
1: consequences. Right. You've you maximized the depreciation on it, so it's all the way out. Everything that you sell, it's all taxable.
2: Uh, right, and so talking to Bob Collins one time with NCF, uh, mm-hmm. he gave me a short course on uh, reducing your uh, taxable income and in various ways, uh, just as David's talking about today, various ways that we could do that. And
1: I thought that, that spelled stewardship absolutely and instead of giving 20 or 30 percent of the government you can work it out where you're giving more of that to the kingdom that's right and so
2: we did our initial uh, issue was we did have a major sale and i wanted to tie that money i wanted to give extra money to various ministries we're in but i just didn't want to leave it in my checking account for two or three years while i figured that out right and and because we had a major gain on that property we'd owned it 30 years Uh, I knew we'd have a major tax consequence. I wanted the same uh, right to a tax write-off, a deduction for that. Sure. Well, I couldn't get that if I uh, matted out the money over three or four years. Uh, I wanted it that year. So we wrote one check into our fund at National Christian Foundation, got that deduction that year. Then my wife and I could decide in the months, the years following, how we
1: wanted to gift it out. And that's the kind of partnership, David, that you guys love to do. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff, and I, and I know it's even more what Bob Collins probably said to you, Martin, was, boy, Martin, if I had known you right before the sale, I would have helped you orchestrate it so that even more money could have gone to the kingdom. Didn't he say that to you? Did he that's say that right. to you? That's yeah, right. Because that's what Bob Collins does. Because, David, really, if Martin had involved National Christian Foundation before the sale, National Christian Foundation with their lawyers and their everybody that's on your team, you would have helped... Maximize the impact on the kingdom without really changing the cash into Martin's pocket. I mean, you would have you would have just eliminate the taxable liability or absolutely, absolutely. reduce it to where it can be, you know, legally. We're not talking about anything illegal here,
0: people. Nothing no, like actually, that. actually, Martin y- using the word stewardship does apply. I mean, right? God's given us uh, assets and blessings and opportunities to serve. The whole gamut of your, our lives should be stewarded well. And if you're sitting there and you do have a big taxable event on the horizon of s- selling any of your assets. Uh, if you think ahead, you have that opportunity. Right. Give us a call; and we can map out a plan to see if that fits you and your family's priorities. And you're going to be able to unlock more money for your charitable giving fund that can go out to bless those ministries you care about, and less. You know, you're basically carving it away from paying taxes and giving it in to and, your charitable account without affecting right. your lifestyle.
1: And there's nobody that's listening to the show that wants to pay more taxes. That's a guarantee. Nobody wants to pay more taxes. So if you can find a way to pay less taxes and impact the kingdom, and not only impact the kingdom, but National Christian Foundation can also help you learn about ministries that are kingdom impactful that may be involved in an area where you're passionate about and that's what I love about love serves that's what when you're listening to I work for him you hear about those ministries all the time these are the ministries I'm passionate about that's what you're hearing about these are these are ministries that are impacting the kingdom especially focused on people in the workplaces and that's what I love about Martin's testimony he's a business guy who's been living his faith and his daughter backdoored him and said boy I want my dad to leave me more spiritual so I'm going to backdoor him and take him to the Dominican Republic I love that I just think that's great. I want to meet your daughter one day. In fact, we need to bring her on the on the air the next time, Martin. I think that'd be awesome. David, what is the coolest thing recently? You know, when Chris Holdorf was on the air with me last month, he and Bob Collins talked about how a guy bought nine Russian trains, brought them to the States. He was planning on saving money using Russian trains and found out that the scale was different, couldn't use them they ended up he ended up donating them you guys sent them back into the into the eastern block liquidated them there and it benefited a ministry in the eastern block that's cool but you can't use that story what's your story what's the coolest thing you've seen national christian foundation help liquidate so that it, the money can be used for the kingdom
0: well out in the in the midwest uh, there was a rancher that owned uh, a a ton of cattle and cattle a, on a thousand hills a partner okay and the uh it, speaking of stewardship if you have a big tax bill coming up in April and this gentleman had had a tax event coming up and he wanted a plan for that so he literally could give uh, cattle uh, his assets to NCF they stayed they stayed alive until proper time but <laughs> he was able to get a deduction for that gift of those uh, heads of, of excuse me of those cattle and and uh, that was his deduction that year that offset his income so that blessed him and his family and gave more to his giving fund through that deduction that saved him taxes
1: did you get to go out and you know see the cattle did anybody get ribeyes at national christian foundation as a result of this
0: <clears throat> uh i can't speak to a good barbecue was had by all but i'm confident there was i
1: can't you know if you're gonna do that you gotta have some good barbecue some brisket <laughs> Oh, be awesome. Both these ministries are p- impactful ministries, touching the kingdom each and every day, and they're ministries that Martha and I are personally involved in. I promised you during this last segment, Martin Newby would tell us how to double a poor man's income every week. Martin, tell us that story.
2: Revival is taking place in the Dominican Republic. We're seeing 750 adults coming to Christ every month. I want to tell you a story about a typical family that represents thousands and thousands of poor families in the Dominican Republic. There's a man named Jose and his wife, Dulce, and they have five children. Jose is extremely poor. He makes about $12 a week, which, as the World Health Organization says, falls in the extreme poverty class. Many churches there will tell me that 50% of their members fall into the same financial uh, uh, level. Jose, like many of his peers, takes his weekly pay, its uh, average $12, it, but he drinks too much. He gambles some of it away on his way home. And then in despair, he, when he gets home, he beats his wife and children, which is an epidemic in Latin countries. Let's take a conservative guess and say that on average, he dumps half of his paycheck into this black hole of drinking and gambling. Then something changes. Samuel, from the local church, brings him a food box with a two-week supply of rice and beans. And Samuel returns every two weeks. Then he invites Jose to come to church with him tomorrow. And he does. And he asks Jesus to forgive him. And he repents. He repents from blowing half of his meager $12 in the black hole of drinking and gambling. Wow. His family now has twice as much money for rice and shoes. Repenting from being drunk, beating his wife and children, the whole family has been rescued. Jesus is the only answer for this family to be transformed spiritually, emotionally, and physically. The story even gets better. As dad is discipled from the local church, then he disciples his wife and they disciple their children. Now, this family has something to share with their neighbor instead of begging their neighbor for their giving. Jesus is clearly the only hope for transforming a life, a family, a community, and we believe the nation of the Dominican Republic. The best we can calculate, for less than $100, one dad or mom comes to Jesus, a family is changed forever. So the question becomes... How many of these out unreached families do you want to invest in each month?
1: It's a powerful story, and it it describes not only the Dominican Republic, but many, many, many island nations across the Caribbean and many South American countries, many nations across Africa. I mean, that's a that is the story that's repeated billions of times around the globe and then, and love serves International is not focused on all those. They're just focused on the Dominican Republic. They know the culture. They've got people that know the culture that live within the culture. And they're touching the lives of people in now twenty two hundred churches and communities on that nation if you want to get involved with more from love serves international check them out online loveserves.org loveserves.org martin as a businessman how key has the relationship with national christian foundation been in your growth spiritually and your growth giving wise
2: well, it's uh, – through their education program, it has really educated me. And just this last uh, – about six months ago, uh, I was in a partnership that I organized 35 years ago. And one morning I woke up and understood that I needed to uh, move out of that partnership. And so I contacted uh, National Christian Foundation, and they advised me on the process. Long story short, uh, I had a 14 percent interest. I gifted it to the National Christian Foundation tax-free. Then the next uh, few weeks or months later, they sold it to my partners, my ex-partners. And I got the cash from the ex-partners. I took that cash and bought another property, a similar property, only owned 100% of it. I did not have partners. Now that property produces a monthly cash flow, which goes to National Christian Foundation. So uh, I did learn from what I didn't do right 10 years ago. Uh, And so National Christian Foundation has been extremely helpful
1: to us, uh, educational-wise, for our stewardship. Martin Newby with Love Serves International. Thanks for sharing that story. Appreciate it. David, stories like this are multiplied thousands of times all year long, aren't they?
0: It's, it, it is true across the country. And e- even here in Tampa Bay, we uh, are privileged to serve over 300 individuals, family and business owners. But nationally, we we serve over 16,000 givers. So it would be a privilege to respond to anyone across the country who's hearing the program. Uh, just contact at ncfgiving.com. Uh, We'd be more than happy to speak with you and see how we can help you.
1: That's David Parsley, ncfgiving.com forward slash Tampa Bay, ncfgiving.com forward slash Tampa Bay, and Martin Newby with Love Serves International at loveserves.org. Thanks for listening to I Work For Him today. I hope it challenged you the way it challenged me. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, that's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.